Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies, and we put them on our big old list. I'm James. This is Dustin. You're James, What? Eh? Yeah, I'm James today. Okay. That's John. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, what's up? You fucking Na- nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> this movie fucking sucks. Boo. I'm John. That's Dustin. This is James. Go hey. ahead, James. Yeah. So before the before we get into this, we were talking about a little little show called Steven Seagal Lawman. Uh-huh. Sure and I should have remembered this because I listened to Behind the Bastards, a uh, great podcast, um, where they talked about Steven Seagal. And right. we were discussing uh, where Steven Seagal Lawman took place. And I just want to read this uh, little bit um, from the Steven Seagal Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Steven Seagal Lawman is an American reality television series that aired on A&E for its first two seasons and reels for its third. It starred actor and martial arts Steven Seagal, artist Steven Seagal, performing his duties as a reserve deputy sheriff in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, seasons one and two. And Maricopa County, Arizona, oh. that's Joe Arpaio, uh, season three. It premiered in December uh, on December 2nd, 2009. Um, I just want to say this. Um, according to Seagal, oh, wait, 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 production. Um, on, April, and on April 14th, 2010, the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office announced that production of second season episode had been halted due to a lawsuit filed against Stephen Seagal on April 12th. Uh, by his former personal assistant, Caden um, Guillen. Uh, Guillen complained uh, Seagal committed sexual harassment, illegal trafficking, trafficked women for sex, failed to prevent sexual harassment, retailed, uh, sorry, retaliated against her, wrongly terminated her employment, and made false uh, representation about her employment. And again, uh, also alleged that she was also asked to join Steven Seagal's harem, which included two Russian women, and again was to be uh, a replacement. On April 3rd, 2010, Seagal's attorney, Marty Singer, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Jefferson Parish uh, announced that they would not launch an investigation. They would launch an- not launch an investigation. Ba, 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 ba. We'll skip to season three. Maricopa County welcomed them with open arms and uh. said, Sheriff Joe was said, Come on home, yeah. Steven. That shit's legal here, basically. <laughs> yeah. So this motherfucker was sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, this this stuff. I mean, we'll get into Seagal later f- when we talk about the movie. But he yeah, we, the these kind of country. stories. These kind of stories come up yeah. again and again. Is this again. why he fled the country? This is. He's in Russia. I think, well, I know he's in Russia. Partially because of this. Yeah. From what I understand. Mm. Cool. This is why I hate doing Steven Seagal movies. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> it was a different time, John. Let's do a Woody. 2013 was, yeah. a, different <laughs> it was a different time. time. Should we do a Woody Allen movie next? Oof. Does he do action? Is there a Woody Allen directed by Roman Polanski? I'd like to get into that. Well, Knife in, <laughs> knife in the Water, um, comma, New York. <laughs> well, we'll get into Steven and his various picadillos. Yeah, so you can cut that if you want, but... Uh, the audience should know who we're talking about, I think. This is Dustin's favorite uh, auteur. Um, <laughs> auteur. <laughs> he is like the greatest action hero no of doubt. all time. I have some actually <laughs> flattering things to say about him in this podcast, which sucks. I mean, you can't knock his hair. <laughs> for one. Before Beautiful. we get into Above the Law, that's the movie we're doing, right? Sure that's is. 
Uh, is there anything you want to talk about, James? I, I, a swing or a miss? Since oh, well, I got a swing and a miss. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> so one, one count for James. Um, I watched Repo Man. Nice. Which, which was great. Isn't that so fun? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I I was expecting one kind of movie, and it totally turned into a different one. So, um, yeah, it was good. I I liked it. And then uh, the miss is Jumanji two. (laughs) Oh, the new the or three? Isn't it three? Is it three? The Reckoning. The (laughs) next level. Is there three? Well, if you include the original Jumanji. Well, yeah. You don't. That's a well, why complete, would you not? That's a completely different franchise. That's a different franchise. It's the same series. No, because even They even have things appear from the Dustin, first movie. No. Is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, like, number seven? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it encompasses Hoisted. all the dimensions of Spider-Man. Hoisted Hello. by his own petard. So, uh, I think not. So, it was brutal. I do not recommend it to anyone. It was one of the most boring pieces of shit. What if it was your worst enemy? <laughs> the next level? That's what it was called. Right? Yeah, the next level. I didn't watch it. I almost watched it on the plane when I was coming back from uh, the UK. Really? Oh, the jokes are so bad. I don't <laughs> think I laughed once. Did you watch? Not the, even a smirk. Did you, did you watch the one before? Like the, the previous one with The Rock? And well, of everybody? course. Yeah. Almost every Rock movie I watch. <laughs> you know me. The it's either okay. The Rock or Adam Sandler. The, the previous one was, I thought was okay. Yeah, the previous one was okay. Okay, so this one's just a dramatic drop in quality. It, it's brutal. I'm sure it did awesome at the box office. <laughs> probably. So there'll, there'll probably be another one. But yeah, avoid. And then uh, I watched a bunch of cartoons, cartoon movies. Oh, yeah. Like Ratatouille and awesome. Big Hero 6. That was pretty, pretty fun. Underrated. And Brave. Brave. Never, yeah. walk, never watched the Brave is me. Yeah, I thought so. You guys hate women. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> John. Uh, what Classic. a watch. I watched uh, this movie called The Vast of Night. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a newer movie. Have you heard of this, John? I started watching it. Science, I fell asleep. Science fiction movie. It's so fucking good. The it's first, great. <laughs> so I watched the first half of it, and it is... Did you I, get to like when the guy calls in when they're on the... Nope. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I was like, it was really, really late at night when I started watching it. So I don't even know how far I got in. But all I know is that I was just like, this movie is so awesome. Yeah, I really liked it. It's it's very like a small budget science fiction thing. Um, and it's kind of framed to be like a Twilight Zone episode. Um, but it's just pretty cool showing, what, again, what you can do with very little, like some ingenuity and some hard work. Uh, it's just a cool, I don't know. It's like, it takes you back to those nineties days of when everyone was obsessed with aliens and stuff like that. But it's just, um, it's just really well done. Like, Oh the, yeah. There's some really good filming techniques in it. And it just feels, it just feels different. There's a moment where he goes, he decides to just go black with the screen to just, mm. uh, listen to what's being said by a character and it's like so effective i was like no no one ever does this like you don't not show anything on the screen in a movie right it's pretty so, yeah but it, it i've heard it refer i've heard it referred to as being like incredibly bold yeah and I would, confident yeah, for sure there's some and it's a debut too yeah like, as for a debut like bold and confident and like i, I felt that when i 
started watching it. I, I wish I could have finished it. I just haven't got back to it, but yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. The ending is, le- I thought, left a little to be desired, but uh, but totally worth watching. Stephen King wrote it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what else did I want? I don't really have an avoid this week unless, well, I rewatched the thriller Arlington Road. I'll say that as an avoid. Do you remember that I, movie? I remember. I've never watched it. Did you forget the first time? Yeah, I've seen it before, it but I didn't really remember much of it. Uh, and then I just seen it being brought up a few times lately, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that again. And mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Bridges and, uh, and what's his fucking face? Tall Drink of Water I was married to Susan Sarandon. Uh, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. Um, Joan Cusack, Hope Davis. Yeah, Joan Cusack's in it, too. Uh, so yeah, it's a thriller where Jeff Bridges is, he teaches a course at a university about, um, like extremist groups within the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoiler alerts for Arlington, for 1999's Arlington <laughs> yeah. Road. Uh, and then he has Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack move in nearby. They're his new neighbors and he becomes friends with them. But then he starts getting suspicious that Tim Robbins some, got something weird going on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, his Jeff Bridges' wife was an FBI agent who was killed when they raided a, a compound, sort of like a Waco type situation. Right. Um, so there's all this weird stuff, on, but it's just so like it, I forgot. <laughs> like you know, we used to get a lot of those types of thrillers, especially in the '90s, where it was just like super overwrought, like over the top, dramatic and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I it, does it turn out that that Tim Robbins is an extremist? He is, and he is like a the, bomber. I will say the ending of the movie is very clever. So yeah, he works. I mean, it's very implausible because you know we see we do see extremist groups a lot these days. And but what <laughs> what you know boogaloo's and whatever. But but I wouldn't say that word racist. But this guy is. Uh, it's very it's like a very organized thing and it's like a whole like structured group hide and they just you know they hide and pretend they're like normal everyday people kind of so thing like sleeper cells right oh jinx so the i will say i mean and and yes spoilers if you haven't seen it the ending is clever because what happens is uh he Jeff Bridges thinks that this bomb is being sent into this FBI building in a van and he races there in his car to get there mm-hmm. and they open the van and he thought his son, they had abducted his son as well and he thought his son was in the van and they get there and they open it and it's nothing in there and he's like, what, what's going on? And then he realizes like they put the bomb in his car and so then it blows up, you know, whatever. They succeed in their goal. Jeff Bridges dies. Oh. Uh, and the end of the movie Spoiler. is that you realize, it, you know, earlier he had been teaching these classes about how it's always like this one low, lone crazy person takes the blame for these things. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was like a, an elaborate setup. They purposely moved next door to him so that they could set him up to be this crazy lone bomber person. And then they remain invisible, right? And they continue on to the next project where they do this kind of thing again. So they kill him and his kid and that's the end of the movie? Uh, I don't think his kid dies, but he does. So wait, what was the purpose other than killing him? The purpose was to blow up the FBI building. Oh, I see. I can't be against that. (laughs) All right. I mean, I wish there was nobody in there. Make sure janitorial is out. So, but the whole, the whole thing was this elaborate scheme so that, Jeff Bridges ends up being 
everyone thinking, oh, and he was acting so erratically in these last weeks before he died and blah, blah, blah. You mean Michael Faraday? That's the one. So Oliver Lang played Michael Faraday like a puppet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's a ridiculous movie, but I will say that the ending almost (laughs) saves it just because... It's just a f- like a f- the way that they had shown it throughout the movie where he's teaching these courses about this so stuff. So wait, and then- this is an avoid? Yeah, it's an avoid. All right, let's get into okay. me. Uh, I, went, uh, I went back. Dustin surprised me last week with uh, the oh. revelation oh. that I was not on the most current season of The Good Fight. Oh, right. Oh, so I banged okay. that bitch the fuck out. <laughs> you're, all, you're all caught up? I'm on the last episode. Of the new season. Oh, yeah. Eh, liberal porn. Um, <laughs> porn, huh? Liberal porn. It just makes you feel good to be, quote unquote, white and progressive. Um, so is that, that's in a different section of the dad porn. Yeah, if you're going through. It's not dad like, porn. No, dad porn is like. Fetishes. <clears throat> yeah, dad porn yeah. is like. Uh, like if I'm in the porn store, going to the porn video section. I'm Which going is still for, a thing, totally. Yeah, so you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. taken is in dad porn. Dad porn. Mm. Yeah, this is in liberal white guilt porn. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's along the side, along with uh, anything made by Aaron Sorkin uh, is also in that section. Uh, it's on liberal white guilt. Um, you know. Okay. You know, it's a fun show. Yeah, it's fun. It gets like really kind of wacky. Fucking it's ridiculous. It's so stupid what's happening in this new season. It's just fucking dumb. It's Memo just, uh, 618. Uh, yeah. You're, so you're, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Come on. This is dumb. Uh, Sounds like that, fun. Uh, I got, to, uh, Diana's watching uh, The Good, it's not The Good Place. Um, new Girl? What's it called? New Girl? What about it? Who's that girl? It's Jess. <laughs> new Girl, yeah. Yeah, New Girl. So I watched a couple episodes of that. Had one of my favorite jokes. So I realized there's this subsection of jokes that I I've I've always realized I love them, but I this just really showed it. I was eating like eating some food and like on my phone, not watching an episode. And uh, what's what's Jake Joe Johansson's character's name? Uh, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. That's it. Yeah. Uh, shit, I can't think of what his anyway, name is on there. He was like talking to um. He's talking to somebody and he's like, uh, like why he dropped out of law school and he dropped out of law school. And Nick, uh, Nick, that's it. And then after law school, he, he started, he joined a alt country ska band. <laughs> and I really, like, I have, I've thought of this before, but like now I'm just like telling everybody whenever you just make a joke about ska bands, it's just automatically really, really funny to a certain segment of people like that were alive in like the 90s would you not say <laughs> any, any reference to ska any reference humorous? to ska is just like it's just funny so <laughs> uh, that show's been over for a while isn't it you just, just <sighs> as far as I'm concerned it's over after the third season am I right guys oh, high five bang no it's it, it, it's a fine it's fine <laughs> it's a fine show uh, watch that I started watching, uh, I don't know why, oh, so, this is really stupid, but I was watching The Good Fight, and then they played, um, 
Hey Julie at the beginning of one of their their episodes, yeah. which is written and performed by Fountains of Wayne. Oh, okay. Which uh, I'm pretty sure the only reason they played that song is because he passed away. Right, the one of the guys from Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, he passed away. And then I was like, hey, talking to my wife, and I was like, hey, they're playing this Hey Julie song. Like, I love this. It's a good song. And then she's like, oh, isn't that like the song from Scrubs? So then we watched the first like four episodes of Scrubs. <laughs> you guys used to watch that show all the time. That show is, re- it's really great. It's a great show. Yeah. Even after all this time. I've only ever seen just random episodes of it, but. Uh, it's one of the funniest, most emotionally impactful shows I think I've ever watched. Wow. Well. But uh, we should probably move on. We are getting deep into. Uh, <laughs> We're cutting into Seagal's time. <laughs> yeah, we should probably get into this movie. I think that I've been trying to uh, avoid this on purpose because I don't really know what to talk about. Uh, do we still roll trailers, James? Yep. Let's roll the trailer. Nico Toscani. He's a covert agent trained to survive in Vietnam. He has a master six-degree black belt in Aikido. And family in the Mafia. He's a cop. Stop the car! With an attitude. Do you know why I love you? You don't live the way other people live. You're officially suspended, this guy. Feds come in, the doors close, nobody hears, smells, or sees anything. One man. You just made number four on the most wanted list. One obsession. I want to be number one. One rule. You guys think you're above the law. Ain't above mine. Above the law. So, Dustin, James, I mean, <laughs> this is your pick, I believe. Yeah. So, I want to tell you... like that you assumed that I chose this movie. Uh, well, three, three, sounds like a you pick. Three things. Uh, what's this movie about? What's your relationship with this movie? And why did you pick it? All right. So, this movie is about Steven Seagal as <laughs> a former special operations Vietnam vet works as a Chicago cop and uncovers the CIA wrongdoings. That's the description. So he's ex-CIA. Well, it doesn't say he's ex-CIA, but he's ex-CIA. He's black ops. <laughs> yeah. So So why'd you pick this fucking piece of shit? Oh, sorry. Why'd you pick this? I wonder what John thinks of the building. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it was between this and sudden death, right? So I left it up to... Oh, the audience chose. The audience voted. Oh, man. I Our thousands s- and thousands <laughs> of followers. Sudden the death. millions. <laughs> Sudden death would have been so much fun to talk about. Yeah, but that didn't win, so this did. What was the score? Oh, it was a blowout, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty much a blowout. So I'm assuming that no one's ever seen Sudden Death. <laughs> uh, I, I guess not. No one's seen the modern classic that is. So I think I've only seen this movie like once. Because I didn't remember it. Yeah. Although it's very familiar to all of his other ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the same. It's the same beats story that he normally hits, but especially the some of the same beats that we see in Out for Justice, which we did do on this totally. show. Totally, and I actually get these confused. 
So. Yeah, because he's Nico in this one, and he's Gino in the in Out for Justice. Yeah, I kept I kept forgetting what his name in this one was. So it's Nico. Yeah. Yeah. Gino, Nico, <laughs> mob ties. Guy from the neighborhood. Ni- yeah, guy from the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, it's all about family. La familia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so this movie is his first movie, and actually the executives from, I, I forget what studio, I think it's like Paramount or something, but they needed to see proof that he could do, you know, martial arts mm-hmm. and, you know, how good he was. So they set up this thing where he he did all this a martial arts demonstration, and he like kick the shit out of all all these people that with his aikido mm-hmm. and the executives were actually terrified of him yeah. okay yeah. but they didn't know it was all fucking staged yeah it was all his own students yeah it was just, all his own students <laughs> and he just was doing it was like a you know it was a typical martial arts demonstration yeah but like yeah they were just letting him beat them up kind of thing yeah and i've seen these videos i mean i went down a rabbit hole oh really of videos <laughs> Of him, and then eventually ended up at like the best place possible. Will Sasso's version of Steven oh, Seagal. Yeah. Oh my god! Mad TV. <laughs> I remember that. So fucking breaking good. neck. Did all you? The time and stuff. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch the uh, the ones he did a couple of years ago? Like, and I mean a couple within the last ten years in Russia. No. Oh, Will Sasso. He did more. No, no, not Will Sasso. Steven no, his Seagal. movies. No, Steven Seagal doing. Aikido demonstration oh, in Russia. In Russia, no, oh, I, I did. I did see one. I've of those. seen those. Now, though, where he's like barely even touches them. That's stuff. worth taking a a beat and <laughs> oh, watching yeah. those, so you can talk about them. They are the most amazing videos. <laughs> it's the most staged, fake, like. Yeah, and but we should we should be clear. Like Steven Seagal at one time was an accomplished martial artist. He. Was a, you know was whatever six a, level black belt in aikido? Aikido. <laughs> he had he was the first uh, foreigner to have an aikido dojo in Japan and all this kind of well, stuff. No, well, no, well, no, 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 no. Go ahead, James. Well, he's a lot like uh, Frank Dukes, right? A right. lot of the stuff he says, a lot of stuff he says, it, I think it the, falls the, very much I think in the line. dojo thing no. is confirmed. No. It's the CIA ties stuff that is not. The confirmed dojo is not him. confirmed. Well. He he says he was trained by this one, the master of Aikido, mm-hmm. and for him to have been trained by him, he would have had to been like fourteen or something, yeah. and he would have like it just is not possible. None of it lines like, up. He's it a, doesn't line up with his age. He's a fat. What are you telling me about Steven's gun? No, I mean I hate he, to break this I, to you. I'm pretty sure he's from. La 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 la. I'm not listening. <laughs> If I remember correctly, I, I mean, I'm getting things confused, but I think he's like a fat kid from Michigan who like... He was not a fat kid. He apparently took was like a, a keto, tiny, scrawny kid. Whatever. And he... Ev- almost everything that he's ever said about his entire career is made up. Like, none of it is real. He was... He did, you know, practice these things, but... From what I understand, none of the accomplishments. He's okay, well, I was reading last night. I didn't say anything about. I want to. I want to read some of this shit. I want to get into. You should it. listen to. I've, the, I've read about Seagal again and again. I've never seen anyone actually dispute the. You should listen to the Aikido behind, Japan stuff. The behind the bastards, on Steven Seagal. Okay, I'm going to do that. 
I that guy is a, he's an investigative journalist. Yeah. That's all he does. That's all he does. Like he is like he's a wartime journalist, and he goes into it. And I can't remember exactly what he says, and I might be wrong about like the Aikido thing, but. From what I understand, he just made up everything, almost everything. It's it's pretty much his chutzpah that got him through, like just. Well, he does have that. I mean, he like his name isn't his name. Like he like nothing is real. Well, like so, his agent at the time basically said he could make any piece of shit famous. Right. And well, he said anybody. He could make anyone. He could make a, a any, movie star. Yeah. Anybody a movie and he, star. And he he proved, didn't say he, piece of he, shit, he but I added that. <laughs> he added that flourish. <laughs> I added that. I mean... He, he proved it, I guess. He proved he, it. Skull, he made Seagal into a star there, for at least a little while. There is yeah. mob ties, though. Like, a, there is stuff involved. Is this like a Frank Sinatra I tie? believe, like, he owes... Like, he was friendly with... More like a Donald Trump thing, where, like, he just had no morals. Right. I mean, there's a lot of parallels. I really The way wish, he acts... Yeah. To Donald Trump and, and other people. You can draw those for sure. Do you guys want to take an hour off and get back to this and we can just listen to the podcast and <laughs> learn about them? No. I really wish I had done that today. Yeah, I should have done that. But, I mean, like, it, in this movie, the mob ties are just, they're so ridiculous and the script is so bad that even, like, the day his daughter gets baptized, mm-hmm. right? It's like, on the day my daughter gets baptized, <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, my daughter, she's, you know, into the crack and shit again. <laughs> on this day, my daughter, <laughs> I'll take care of it. It's like, fuck. Like, have, thank you, Nico. Yeah, thank, thank you. you, Nico. <laughs> Such a good uncle. Should we talk about the fact that sh- fucking Cousin Sharon Murder. Stone is in this movie? <laughs> I don't know why. Should we, we, she doesn't have much to do <laughs> at all. Well, she has, like, look. Pretty. I mean, just be the wife that's in distress, uh, kind yeah. of thing. I mean, she did a lot of those kind of roles around this time in her career. Uh, unfortunately, I, don't bl- I mean, I don't blame her. She's just. This is before she really like broke through, right? She's just so much better than this. Yeah, and I actually, I was, I mean, I was more sad about Pam Greer's role oh, in the movie because oh. I love Pam Greer. Yeah, totally uh, she's his part. She's his Nico's partner. Yeah. She gets a little bit to do, but not much. And, and it's just like, he's always like, no, you stay in the car. I'm going to go yeah. kill people. You stay here. You're, when, you're not, you're a woman. You're going to get hurt. Like stay here. It's, it's a shame. Cause she's, yeah, she's her partner. Right. But you don't actually believe she's a cop. I mean, I noticed there's scenes she's carrying her giant purse around <laughs> and thinking like, like this is, this is bad. Like, they could have done so much like, with her in this. Movie. She, they could have done so much. She's, she, she's an action hero in her own right. Yeah. She shines in every scene she's in. Like she is a, like, like so different. Like she's bringing this different energy and like, yeah, I she's think doing it as adds, she adds some good, she can. some good flavor to the movie. It's just that she could have been an actual, like legitimately awesome part of the movie instead of just like another person for Seagal to protect or whatever. Like she, yeah. Like you're saying, she doesn't, necessarily even come off as a cop all the time because of the way that they're they treat her as if yeah. she's like some oh she's just like coming along for the ride she's not here to actually like do the police work yeah it's, it's really weird let's break down what this movie's really about because i have <laughs> no idea so i said before we started this uh, recording um i've never been on my phone more than while watching this movie like for any movie we've ever done we're up to like a hundred and whatever. 
I, it's because I was, I was so like, I don't understand. I don't care. Nothing <laughs> matters. Like I, 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 this is the most convoluted film I think we've done on the podcast. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it is, it's a pretty convoluted plot. Uh, uh, well, I was reading uh, Roger Ebert's three out of four star review of this uh, film. I saw that. Oh, wow. And, Shocking. And uh, he was saying that the movie has 50% more plot than it needed. I saw <laughs> but that. But he, uh, he still seemed to quite enjoy enjoy the picture. Fucking Ebert, though. He was like, he always had that little bit of like, you're a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Disparage like, the man in death. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't give a shit. He's dead. <laughs> what we can't talk about fucking Billy Graham now? <laughs> Wait, why was he a weirdo? Because he has these like I, I, he has these because he had a different opinion than no he has these, I think he has these weird hot takes on some baffling movies. Sure, but I think everybody has that, right? Like he's like he's if the you same go through if you went through a whole like if if we either if any of us were a f- film reviewers and you went through all of our shit and I was like. I give five stars to Top Secret, and you guys give five stars to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. People be like, "Fuck yeah, you fucking weirdos!" <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I stand by it. You said weirdos, weirdo. <laughs> you, <laughs> you fuck. Uh, once again, I'm just gonna say, anybody who's watched Top Secret after the age of twelve <laughs> does not like it. Boo, boo this man. Uh, so yeah, the plot of this movie. Let's see if I can I don't, unravel I, I, this. I honestly have no idea what the plot of this movie is. So, Steven Seagal, ex-CIA, yeah. runs, has a run-in with Henry Silva, uh, who's like a total, even more black ops than him, uh, back in Vietnam. It's the guy that pushed him out him of off. that meeting, yeah, they, that, that confrontation at the beginning. Right. So then, years later, he's a poli- Seagal's a police officer working in Chicago, gets onto this... Uh, gets onto this deal that's going down. Thought it was for about drugs. Turns out it's about military explosives, um, which the FBI gets involved, stops him from doing the investigation because there's ties to CIA. And they are trying to use these explosives to kill a senator who has recently been giving them a hard time about various legal... Mm. discrepancies within the organization, the CIA, because they've been doing crazy shit. So they decide they're going to assassinate this senator. And meanwhile, there's also a plot about some Central American refugees that are hiding in this church. Um, I mean, who gives a shit, though, if they talk? Really? What are you talking about? Like if those refugees, because they oh, they the want to kill the refugee. Well, they want to kill the one priest. Yeah, who, because they think that he said something or is going to say something. But he's something. not a refugee. No, he's, he's just an he's, he's just watching. He's the one who's like keeping the refugees safe. Yeah, but like, why not just assassinate the senator and then move on? I mean, you're not gonna. I think that there's a that, <laughs> like nobody's gonna think you did it. Yeah, this doesn't make much sense. Like I, none of it makes sense. So I'm not gonna pretend to understand what's happening in this movie. I just told you. Fuck. Were you listening? Is there? Or are you looking at your phone again? No, I wasn't. <laughs> you watched me. Uh, is there something to be said for movies like this and just this way of thinking where, um, like <clears throat> people want to be shown that there's this elaborate, like conspiracy right where things are being covered up Mm -hmm. when in reality 
there are really bad things, but they're not being covered up. They're just being done in like straight up like sunlight. Right. Well, now, yes, certainly I think, more blatantly than ever. I think perhaps. always. But but like and that's how you really get away with it. And where like movies like this almost make they make you they make fucking stupid people feel better because they're like, yeah, like, well, we do stop a story. A story in a movie is more, you know, is more fun, more interesting if it's like a secret society yeah, is doing this, these things. This movie doesn't mm-hmm. this movie just takes all of those ideas and puts them into like. It's trying to do everything. Why not just add Harry Potter? Like, there's just like... (laughs) Well... Also, there's like trains. Have you ever seen um, the Chuck Norris movie, Code of Silence? I haven't. I want to. It's, you know, the same director, Andrew Davis. So, apparently, it's like almost the same movie. Yeah, I was reading that. And, And, yeah, I mean, Andrew Davis made a few of these types of movies. So, when they got this script... I forget who they said it was supposed to be for originally, but Clint Eastwood. Connor, oh yeah, Clint Eastwood. Conor McGregor. Uh, that would be odd. In the uh, future, they uh, they rewrote it. Yeah, and, and Seagal kinda, and this guy. Yeah. And Seagal wanted to work with this director because he liked Code of Silence so much. So, it, so he just wrote, kind of rewrote so Code of Silence. He kind of rewrote Code of did Silence it again. Yeah. So, uh, but also this movie has a lot of the same. Uh, plot points as Lethal Weapon, which came out a couple years before it. Yeah, that's true. The, the guy that was a CIA black ops, whatever assassin, and then he okay, has to deal yeah. with but these, let's talk about his movie. former boss or whatever. Sorry. Why could so okay? So the plot of this, why couldn't they just deal with the stuff at the beginning where he's like a military guy? You know, just deal with that in like a flashback or something aspect like they just kind of like draw uh, this movie out really can I, long can i take this one <laughs> sure go ahead because they're bad at making movies oh okay <laughs> they're I mean, bad filmmakers i don't think like andrew davis went on to well he did under siege as well which yeah we, we all agreed i think was did at he, least competently made did he do and then he, did, he did the fugitive, oh, yeah, the fugitive. I, I also recall us being like under siege sucks <laughs> well no like, i think we were all kind of middle of the road i think we no we were impressed with under siege because under siege 2 sucked yeah yeah right i so thought much. that i for some reason i thought that we were like under siege is not nearly as good as we thought it was no it was the other way around where we we were thinking two was better but then we did two and we we're like it's yeah not oh very good. no you guys thought two was yeah, better and then we did one and it turned out one and was, you were like, was decent right. uh, yeah, anyway yeah. i think andrew davis actually does have some ability and he's at least competent as a director or he became competent well i don't think he does a bad job in this movie he's just it's just not a particularly standout job either like there is a lot of stuff you could trim from this well i think it's a lot of steven seagal sure being allowed to change you know the plot or change the script because uh, you know he just you you can tell in in the movies after this where Steven Seagal gets his hands on the script and mm-hmm. he like, well, and we've seen just, this, we've seen this too with all these action guys seem to be yeah. very hands on with their movies, right? Yeah. Like Stallone, Stallone, JCVD seems to edit a lot of his, his mm-hmm. own movies. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, if I'm here, sometimes I'm that works out. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't. If yeah. I'm in the booth though, you know who are beside me? Stallone. JCVD. 
You love all these guys. Every day I want them beside me. Yeah. Uh, so I want to get into our favorite scenes in this movie, if we want to go down that path. Mm. You guys good with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before that, I want to say something, and I want to bounce it off of you guys and, and uh, see what you thought. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm thinking, Seagal was really set up, I think, in this film to be a leading guy. Like, mm-hmm. I think he really could have... If he wasn't as a psychopath, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like an egomaniac, I think he really could have had a much better career. Well, he was the fucking man back then. Yeah. Like, but like he, after this and he did the the next couple of movies, like yeah, his, he was his first like five movies. He's, he's pretty on track. I, I think that he just, he, I think he set like this movie sets him up to be, uh, he's incredibly competent. His action sequences, I think are trash personally. Um, I think it, I don't mind them like even at for this, the era. Well, I think even at this point, I think it's showing that r- incredibly staged. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. Like it doesn't. There's nothing intense about it. Like it's all yeah, shot. But, but we're not. You're not contextualizing it. Like I am contextualizing it against like well, what we were talking about. We were talking about Bruce Lee. You want to talk about Chuck Norris? You want to talk about JCVD? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Chuck Norris. Even I mean, the, I don't think this is any worse than. I think Chuck, Chuck Norris movies. I, I think Chuck I just Norris watched. is even better than this. I, I don't I necessarily okay, I don't but, think I agree. So but. we can compare it to we can compare it to Bruce Lee, you know? We can compare it to JCVD. Yeah, I'm not gonna say Seagal is better than uh than it, Bruce Lee. It's, it's just any <laughs> stretch. No, what I'm saying is that is is more just like the fact that it we're already seeing the cracks in his in the way that the action is shot in these films. Yeah, I, again, I don't mind the way the action is shot in these movies, but again, it's very specific to a time period, you I know, when I was a kid renting these movies over and over again. So it's like something that uh, yeah, I'm used to having watched. Yeah, I so think, I can look at it and go, this is not, you know, compared to now, this is trash. Yeah, I think Out for Justice is, does it a lot better, personally. Out for Justice is kind of takes this movie and improves upon it in every yeah. way. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. But what I think that what you get with this movie is you get like an incredibly competent um, like masculine, strong, uh, like figure, which is what you yeah, want in I a think movie he, like this. I think he has some, until, some screen presence. Yeah, until he starts running. Yeah, his oh, running. He can't uh, run. Uh, I thought the same thing. My God, <laughs> so, his yeah, running. I definitely want to talk about his running because it is so bizarre. And oh, it, we've brought this up before, the, I think, on another episode. He, yeah, we, yeah. He runs so, like, he is the anti Tom Cruise. We of, have a t shirt, by the way. It's just a silhouette of him running, and then it just says underneath, "My God, comma his running." <laughs> his it. arms just like he, flail around, yeah. like but, he looks like a child running or something. Because well, like, I, like, I, I don't know how tall he is. Six four, I think. He's taller than me. So he's he's a tall guy, and he's he's not like. <laughs> so imagine him running in this movie, and then because I when I was looking up videos, they had like a supercut of him running. And they included his later movies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but it's not just his running. It's sometimes the way he walks. Send, send me that link, please. <laughs> yeah. It's the way he walks. Uh, he like you, does a little dance kind of. Can you post that link to uh, the Action Action Instagram? Yeah, oh, yeah, I will. Um, I want to finish this. Sorry, I, I keep getting back because I really want to talk about like the rest of the movie. But I just want to know you guys' thoughts on like this, this, this thing of like, do you think that like he was given almost everything like physically like his voice like his physical looks and all that kind of stuff to be positioned to be up with like arnie and like 
um, like Sly. Well, I like think that, those guys. that was the goal. I know it was the goal, mm-hmm. but do you, like, I think I personally think he could have, he could still be here. Yeah, if, I think if you know if you watch these first handful of movies he did, he has the screen presence. He has a certain charm. He has a certain allure. He does, yeah. That that he is that he is he differentiates himself in some ways from other action stars of the time. Um, so yeah, I think he could have been. I mean, I mean, he was just for a brief window, and then people were kind of done with this type of action movie and he went straight to video just like JCVD also went straight to video at that same right around the same time. But I know. But yeah. I, you just didn't evolve. At I all. think he could, I think that there was potential there for him to be that next tier. Like JCVD I think is in like the B right. I think that he could have been up there in the A's. I think he could have been there hanging with Schwarzenegger and with Stallone. Like he, he just, I think he's too much of a psychopath. And not no, maybe he's not a good enough psychopath. <laughs> I, I just think, don't I think, think he's smart enough. I think Stallone's a psychopath as well. Well, yeah. I I just think that like well, and so is Arnold. Yeah, but I mean, I guess there's differences. Like Stallone could legitimately write a script. Apparently, yeah. Um, you know, if you want to go back to Rocky and First Blood and stuff. Well, he didn't write First Blood, but he he edited it so that it was a watchable film. Yeah. Sure. Apparently, it was like a three-hour mess that he made into what we've seen on the screen. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, a good movie. Yeah, well, it is. It's a great movie, First yeah. Blood. So, anyway, point is, I don't know what what was the deal. I mean, yes, he started from an early stage, started having a ton of uh, allegations of sexual sexual harassment on sets of this assault in the mm-hmm. in the eighties, guys. Yeah, like it started early. Um, you know, these sort of dressing room, what do you call it? Co- casting couch type of uh, sessions, you know. But I thought if you owned it, you can just go in there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's um, only if it's a uh, beauty pageant. A beauty pageant, I don't know. Right. The actress that was in his movie on Deadly Ground claims that she was raped by him. as She went to his house for what she thought was supposed to be an after party for On Deadly Ground. Right. It turns it out was she was him. the only one there with him. Uh, wow! That's definitely not the only allegation. Oh no, there's t- there's tons. There's tons. Jenny McCarthy said that he wanted her to Joanne, take off her clothes for Joanne an audition. Joanne Chen, by the way, we should give her a name. Yeah. We shouldn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I couldn't remember her name. But well, I know. Um, I'm just saying that we should. If we're mm-hmm. gonna, we should give these women names. So, so I don't know if that's the stuff that held him back from going further, or maybe you know people just became less interested, and we started started seeing some. Some box office drops when you get to the Under Siege 2 era. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that that probably had something to do with it. Because, I mean, I would... Just as much as there's a lot of scumbags in Hollywood and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you never hear about. I mean, now you hear more after right. Weinstein. But, yeah. um you know, I would imagine that you get a reputation. People don't want to work with you. Yeah. And he now a, you limited your, he also had a bad reputation with stunt people, right? Who yeah. claim that he, uh, hits people on purpose during making a movie. Uh, and his, his, a, his attitude is that he treats them like shit and stuff. Yeah. So in this movie, he actually broke his nose in the end scene. Yeah. He, his nose got, broken. yeah, his, his nose got yeah. broken and he, yeah, so his nose got broken in filming the end scene, and yeah, he had to go to like the hospital. And 
I have, Ice's nose all night. I have read that he has like a small dick complex where it's like he's always trying to one up. He's always going like to be like the toughest guy in the toughest room. Toughest guy in the room, and he's never the toughest guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say a little something because you brought up On Deadly Ground, which is like really crazy. So um, if you look at, if you Google On Deadly Ground, this movie has, these are the five actors that pop up. <laughs> Steven Seagal, Michael Caine, uh, Joanne Chen, Billy Bob Thornton, and John C. McGinley. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton was in fucking On Deadly Ground? Yeah. Man, I don't remember that at all. Homer Carlton. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see it when we do the movie in the future on the podcast. I just can't believe it. This is a 10% Rotten Tomatoes movie. Uh, this was like his eco action film yeah. that he was trying to do because he was, remember, he was a big deal yeah. about environmental rights and animal rights and stuff. Flying fuck about anything. I hate I hate Steve so He's a complicated man. He's not complicated. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. No. <laughs> a lot of layers. He's a gigantic <laughs> piece of fucking shit. Uh in this movie I think just shows that uh he couldn't pull it off. Like he just he he couldn't I don't think the problem is him in this movie, other than like what James is saying, his influence on the the script and yeah, how that's, it's made. But that's what it is. Like he's poison. Like whether he's fine on screen, he's still poison. Like he just he can't he can't do it well it, yeah i think it's just i want to be clear i don't think this movie is terrible like i think it's middle of the road sort of movie yeah i think it's middle of the road or just below middle of the road i don't think it's his best no um no. Out, for justice out for justice is way better Out for justice yeah. is his best movie um yeah. well that's what i said and you guys were like this movie fucking sucks when we did <laughs> when we did it on the show <laughs> Out for justice yeah yeah it does suck it's still his <laughs> it's best, still his movie. best movie <laughs> So it's like Steven Skull's like ten out of ten. Yeah. If but, somebody if I go But it's for regular people, it's like yeah, a four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody says to me and they're like, Oh, fucking um I don't know, uh what's a Wes Anderson movie? I don't know, they're all Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic <laughs> Life Aquatic sucks for Wes Anderson. It's still know. a great movie. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> like, it's like my second favorite pain. Wes Anderson movie. No, uh, I think if you I mean you have to be in a certain mood to watch a Steven Skull movie I mean sure. e- even in this movie his first movie the ego he has just oozes through absolutely I mean that obviously carried him a long ways in it some did. respects like yeah. his cocksure sort of attitude like it took him to being a, a guy in a movie, a fucking movie, from being a guy who like ran some failing martial arts uh, dojo or whatever here in, in America or in there in America. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's like that weird thing where it's like his confidence in himself made him into something, but it also made him into like a fucking monster, right? <laughs> like, right. I mean, he just the power, I guess, got he got carried away. So, so really. This is a story about if you think hard enough that you can do it, it's like you a, can get there. It makes me think of that. Did you ever watch Eastbound and Down yeah. with the, the baseball player character? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So he's he's so arrogant and so fucking sure of himself. Yeah. That sometimes he is as awesome as he thinks that as he, he is. he thinks he is. And that's what Steven Seagal is, right? Like he's right. this... I mean, a lot of these action movie guys, I guess you could say the same thing about like, they almost have to be that 
full of themselves to become well i this mean person on screen i mean that's with any actor or actress i would think it's yeah. to some degree right right it's just how you are outside of that character <laughs> right when the right. when the cameras stop rolling but you when you're the same character right in real life mm-hmm. it just kind of gets old after a while yeah if you can't stop uh if you can't differentiate between the the person you're trying to like p- portray on the screen and then just how you treat people in your everyday life and think so it really what it comes down to is that Steven Seagal believes that he is above the law. Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, the whole point of the movie is like, he's going to take down these government agents who think that they are untouchable because, you know, they can just do what they want behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. And as we've learned from his life, he thinks the same thing about himself. He thinks he can treat people however he wants and abuse yeah. people and yeah, assault people. And yeah, so his ego, like speaking of his ego, his ego, I mean, it leads him to a point, I, I forget what movie he was filming, but where he ends up getting choked out right? Yeah. and crap in his pants. Right. We did, <laughs> I we, remember that. We right? shared that story. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that last time. I mean, it's a good story to bring up because it's so amusing. <laughs> because he, cause he said, so he was bragging that... He can never be choked out. It's impossible for him to get choked yeah. out because he has because this of his training. Aikido move or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Gene LaBelle, yeah. he was the guy, he was there and he was like, I'll choke you out. He's like, I'll, <laughs> I'll choke you out. So he started choking him out and I guess Steven Skull tried to like hit him in the balls and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And he didn't let go, and then he just eventually went to sleep. And, <laughs> and then, yes, the the story goes that he shit him, shit himself. Yeah, out. which that's that story's hilarious. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but it's a great story. <laughs> I hope it, it's true. I hope it's true. It's probably true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we, we might want it to be true. <laughs> oh man, I don't give a shit. Liable me, motherfucker. You shit your pants. Yeah, come, come get at me. me from Russia. Yeah, from yeah. Russia. Serbia or wherever else you have yeah. citizenship. You fat, racist, fucking <laughs> s- sexual predator. The weird thing about... I mean, I just find him such a weird character as a person because... Isn't he, had, he, isn't he America, though? He's a Buddhist. Like, he's and just, he's like... He's he, was, he was into these environmental and animal rights issues. Okay. <clears throat> Meanwhile, he abuses human beings. So can I... <laughs> like, I can I, I bring weird. up something that I... I know. Like we don't. He's a country singer. <laughs> oh yeah. So we we talk. We've been talking. We our politics are well known, especially me and some more somewhat James. But uh, we don't really like. I've all, I used to try to like sneak it in more, not sneak it in, but just be very abrupt about it. <laughs> um, Sneaky lefty. Yeah. What a subtle, <laughs> subtle guy. <laughs> but uh, but but years ago, I said that Steven Seagal is the um he is the action movie star equivalent of trump right and i i hold to that still to this day mm-hmm. he is a piece of shit who yeah. has no morals who has nothing who is a complete opportunist who will say and do anything he doesn't actually believe in anything yeah. he just is just like he just does whatever he has that's, to do that's something that's really hard to say qualitatively because 
it's my opinion. Right. I'm not saying I'm it is. Saying I'm not it's saying hard, it's hard is. to know what's actually going on inside okay. of a person, even one as fucked up as and Steven that's, Seagal. And that's fair, and that's fine to say. But let's look at his actions. Yeah, we've seen by demonstration by, that he's by demonstration of his actions, he is a complete piece of shit who will do anything and say anything to further his career and a, a persona like. He's a Buddhist who rapes and mm. sex traffics, and he lives in another country now. He lives in Russia now because he can't live in America for fear of going to jail. And he does fake demonstrations of his power in front of children, like he's a like he's a strong like he's. Yeah, yeah, no, I I get the Trump. Uh, and I'm just saying, like, you can't sure you can't prove it, but like, well, I'm not saying I'm not talking about proving it. I'm just talking about like how people are fucking complicated. So he could have been all for animal rights for all I know and still be a piece of shit to oh, yeah. people around okay, him. But I could say that about any, I could say that like we can say that about anything. Like, yeah, we, yeah. Sure. I'm not trying to defend Seagal. I'm just I saying, mean, it sounds I'm, like it. I'm saying that people are complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, animal rights isn't a left or right issue here. Okay. Yeah. Let's get that straight. <laughs> all of us are vegans. Dustin. Um, but like, when did Lawman come out? That uh, was like well, you just looked two, it up 2013 before. or something, I think you said. Or like yeah, he was with the most fucking racist piece of okay. shit, Judge Ap- or sorry, Sheriff Ap- yeah. Arpaio. But, you know, watching that, I mean, for me personally, watching that is like, oh, I can like reminisce about these movies he was in and think about, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but mm-hmm. like... Uh, like it's it's kind of funny in an ironic way, but nowadays, it's just it's not cool anymore. It's, it's not, not funny, funny. <laughs> and so it's it's like oh yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for him, but yeah, that shit is not funny anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would say I have a, even have a soft spot. No, for no, him. I'm not I saying know, that. I, I'm just saying like it. It was a different time, and it's it was easy to reminisce okay. about back in the day but it's just that's not right but, it's yeah i get what you're saying well i want to say is this okay i never watched steven seagal lawman i always thought that it was fucking total trash did you guys actually watch this show well how do you mm. know it was trash <laughs> i watched it and i thought it was great and it was <laughs> no, great I, I never saw it it always struck me as really really scary when an act well, he didn't have a gun or anything. No, but he's he, just watching no, cops th- th- do this stuff. Is, no, but this he, is what it was. Okay. He was he was he was deputized. Like yes, but he, he, was, didn't, he didn't do anything, did he? He drove a tank. Yeah, but it's all for, <laughs> so for yeah, a show. show. But it's but it's what what bothered me was what they did around him to make a TV show. Yeah. So like when you put cops in front of a camera. Right. It automatically puts them in a situation where they want to make good TV. Yes, which I means understand. It, it heightens their what they do, which means that they do crazier stuff. Yeah, it, it's a it was a gimmick, obviously. That shit wouldn't fly now. I mean, that's the for I obvious mean, that's reasons. Endemic of all reality television. Right? But that's not an excuse. Dustin. It's not an excuse. I'm just saying reality television is a bunch of bullshit. It, it for, is bullshit. Except for except for the even if he wasn't a cop. The people that he was with were cops. Right. Right. So like the law did crazy. They pretty much made a show that was called Jackass Cops. Yeah. I'm saying the problem is reality television. No. And then when you apply it to something like police, 
Or, yeah, or, I mean, the, okay, problem so isn't, the problem isn't reality television. The problem is the fact that cops are susceptible to reality television. That's insane. Right. And that's why the show doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. <laughs> which was yeah. but cops, six years cops ago. Cops has been on yeah, the air yeah. for how it's, long? It's, it's gone I know, now. I know it's canceled Yeah, now. six years ago. Yeah, but I, I've I been understand. against cops for a long time as well. So. Okay. Yeah, I understand. I'm talking to Dustin James. I know you yeah. understand. I know you I, yeah. <laughs> What I, okay, so in Lawman, that ba- basically that show was they would you know f- pull people over or whatever they would do, and they'd be like, it, it's like Dog the Bounty Hunter, right? Right. You got to find Jesus, bro. Right. It Get was off just the ice, man. yeah. It was basically Steven Seagal doing that. Right. It was his version of like, sure. oh man, you're Steven Seagal. It's like, listen, you need to not do this, and that that's all it that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Um. I understand what you're saying, you know, cops and TV shows. The difference is, is that Mm. Dog the Bounty Hunter was just a guy. Like he was just a dude who was a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Taking off the ice. So the, the thing with, with Steven Seagal lawman Mm -hmm. was that those people had the authority to hold and put people in prison. Yeah. I understand. I don't, I don't keep talking about all this I, I don't, I think extraneous we're, yeah, shit. This is a we're down a weird get rabbit back, hole. Get back to I, the, yeah, I, I need to defend lawmen. I, right, so. I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> I, I just feel it's just like it's the, I, I can't unpack it all. Like it's just like it, and I don't I don't have the emotional energy to deal with it. Yeah, let's let's get back to. We I were, think we my were next talk my next pick scenes. is like the f- first season of Lawman. <laughs> That's my next. You can't pick. make us watch a whole season. Of yeah. That. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I might I might quit. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's your so breaking that's, point? That's your avatar? That's your avatar. <laughs> that's my avatar. Oh, an entire season of Steven Seagal Law, man. <laughs> all right. We I, all have our po- breaking yeah, I, point. I think we went down a rabbit hole, even for me, where it's just like, I understand, like, we're we're talking about something that's just like between the three of us here. That's just like. No, I mean, we, it's, I don't it's think fair we, to, we don't really want to fair to call it. out Seagal on his shit. But, yeah, we yeah. Should, but we should, you know, also talk about the fucking movie. <laughs> okay, so the, here's the here's my big thing about this movie, which I find so difficult to talk about, is that I don't know what happens in this movie. Um, I it out for you, man. It, I know, I understand, but it, it just goes from, to me, it just felt like it went from generic scene to generic scene. And, like, there was nothing that stood out. There was nothing that was interesting. I didn't understand what anybody was doing and why they were doing it. But not in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like... What's the mystery? Like, yeah, I, there's a lot going on. Like, I just want to just be like... If I'm going to watch people just, like, have, like, dope, like, shootouts. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll watch that, like, fucking all day. Like, let's like, just have cool shootouts. Like, just... You know, show me like where there's like four or five guys mowing down that car. <laughs> yeah, but like a very mob hit kind <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't understand who was on whose side, and every there were so many characters. Well, there was some weird connections too. Like he goes into that bar early in the movie, and it's the scene that is repeated in much more effective fashion in Out for Justice. Yeah, totally. Where he beats up the guys yeah. in the bar, and then that's what that, I thought. Yeah, there's that weird slimy mullet bartender guy. <laughs> So then that guy goes, okay. we, he keeps coming back. He keeps like coming he, back. Yeah. He goes to the cops and is like part of the setup to get him suspended. Right. He's testifying about how they were mistreated by Seagal. And then later he's now all of a sudden with the fucking 
CIA black ops guys that are trying to kill Seagal. Yeah, yeah. it's like this bad haircut guy <laughs> into so many clubs. Well, the, he's very striking to look at. His yes. weird hair. He looks kind of like a hobbit who wanted to be in like a, a fucking hair metal band or something. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really bad. But that that guy keeps popping up, and I think that was part of the the problem I have with this film. In is 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 that like I I honestly like, I personally thought that the uh, action sequences were just like not good. Like I thought the shootouts were all the same. I thought like the Aikido was just boring and not fun for me. I still get a little bit of joy out of the Aikido. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it got better after this movie, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, and the thing is that to me, it just felt like uh, the same, like three scenes just like repeated over yeah, well, and over again. There was definitely a repetitive nature to some of it, especially the Aikido stuff, because like in the opening of the film, which I kind of liked the opening where it was showing the pictures of him uh, growing up. Oh, those are actually him. Yeah, those are actually him, yeah. Um, then we see him doing a demonstration uh, where he's right. beating up students, yeah, just like he did to get the role or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, And I'm like, oh, you know, I actually think that stuff's kind of cool, the way he clotheslines people and, sh- and does these takedowns. Like viciously. Yeah. And oh. so I think it looks cool. And Jake that's that's, that's, that's part of why I was into Seagal as a kid was like his takedowns looked kind of brutal in a way. You like his takedowns. Yeah. So, but then the problem is he, you see him demonstrate, I don't know, three, four different maneuvers in that mm-hmm. opening segment. Then as we go oh, through I'm the sorry, movie. Oh, can I interrupt you? No. Is then it, as we go it, through the movie. Can I interrupt you? Is that, so, so you, what, you, what you were saying there, three or four. So all the moves in Aikido. <laughs> I don't know what the moves in Aikido are. I think you saw but, them all. There are four. <laughs> yeah, there's four. I'm sure there's, it's a, a fine martial art. Uh, so then later though. When say he gets in a fight with those guys in like that guy's corner store, with that guy who's like the uh, worst actor I've ever seen on screen who runs the store, the teller, yeah, um, he he just does the exact same maneuvers mm. that we saw him demonstrate in the opening sequence. Yeah, so we're just seeing like the same like you're talking about John the repetitive nature of the action. We're just, we we already saw him do these exact maneuvers. Now here he is doing them again to some other buddy, somebody else yeah. in a different setting. So that scene. That scene was just so weird because the guy was like, no, no, not in my store. Yeah. Right. And then Seagal's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> and it's like, you fucking asshole. You <laughs> then, he dest- destroy- then he destroys the guy's You destroyed store. and you didn't even need to do it. Like the way that he did yeah, everything. He throws them through all the cases you, and into the produce. And are you going to pay? Like it, it, to me, it would be hilarious if he just like got some, dished like out some dished out some money and threw it on the ground. That's, that would be hilarious. That's like, that's funny. Yeah. And like that gets you on the side of the hero. Yeah. Like that gets you to be like, oh no, mm-hmm. like this guy, like he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, uh, you know, nothing's going to happen. And then, it, and then it happens. And then, like, if Seagal had a whipped out his like wallet and just thrown like a thousand dollars down, you'd be like, you would not have asked where that money came from. <laughs> you would just be like, this is the kind of guy who has that kind of money. Yeah. And he's going to put his, he's going to put his money where his mouth is and everything's taken care of. And I think that would be a, such a better movie. Like that one little flourish. Um, then there's the other weird part where he takes down those guys that get out of that car that try to kill him. And then he chases one of them down the street. And then for some reason there's, I don't know why they just decided to add this on to the scene. There's a guy standing there. He's like, Hey, that's my buddy. Yeah. And he goes over to Seagal. He's like, what are you doing to my buddy? And then Seagal just like, 
one punches him like in the chest or whatever. And then he walks down and the walks street. away like a cool guy. But like, why, why even add that on? He just we just had an action sequence where he beat up like six guys or he killed them with a sword. I just want to say that's mm-hmm. a it's called a John Young special. <laughs> well, it's just like one, a weird add on to the end the of the chest. scene. Well, he's got to have a scene where a guy's taller and bigger than him, but he takes, takes him down. down. Right? Okay. It's in his contract. It's <laughs> kind Yeah. We're learning a lot about these contracts lately. I mean, the lines, I mean, they're not even that great. There's not even like uh No, there's no there's not really any snappy. Uh, I mean, the only one I can think of is uh w- where they get that truck and they see all the they're busting open the Oh, they see the C4. Yeah, and they're and like, like what kind of drugs are what these? What kind of high is this? Yeah, the sky high. Sky high. <laughs> like, oh my god. Really? Sakal? Come on. Yeah. Come yeah, on, sorry. give me more. I, I, I mean, it's no blood bank line. <laughs> I'm going to take you to the bank, Mr. Governor Trent. The blood, the blood bank. bank. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's the greatest line in Steven Seagal. Oh, no. You know what? What is it? Marked for death? Is that the uh, death, the yeah. witch doctor? Yeah, the voodoo. The voodoo. Stuff. Man, there are so many good lines in that one. Okay, well, hopefully we'll never get One there. thought he was invincible and the other thought <laughs> he could fly. <laughs> they were they both were wrong. Both wrong. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but gold. Okay, we're doing that one next. <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> Whose pick is next? Mine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there is a genericness to the movie. Um, uh, okay, so <clears throat> I want to back up uh, to the genericness part of it. Like, it's not just that there's genericness to the movie. Like, I to me, it in the I can't look at this as anything but through the eyes of what I've seen because I have no. This, this movie holds nothing for me. Like, I knew nothing about it going in. It holds no, like, nostalgia. But also it holds no, like, um, like air of, like, reverence. Where, like, we'll watch some movies. We'll watch some, like, Arnold movies or some, like, uh, Schwarzenegger movies. And, and it's like, oh, I've never seen that movie, but I know at least a little bit about this. Or, like, it holds a certain spot. Right. right? This movie is just, you're coming, I'm coming in cold. And it just does nothing for me. Like it just, it just completely lays flat, and I and I I can't help but look at it through like any way other than that. Mm-hmm. Like, is that unfair? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, no. I, if you, it's a weird thing where it's like, okay, well, if you're not watching the movie and you're on your phone, then you're it's like you're not seeing all of it. But if your movie is not keeping your attention, you're then you're so you're looking at your phone. Well, I mean, uh, I'm just saying, I'm. Like, I've, we all look at our phones during sure. movies, like. But no movie have we watched in a hundred and like, what are we at? This is like I don't know, thirty three or something. Oh yeah, we're moving yeah, towards one hundred and fifty movies. No movie have I have we watched that I've ever been on my phone this much. Yeah, like just that. Just to me, something signals there that like there's a disconnect between, like anyone enjoying this anyone enjoying it's just so it's just so bad like there 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 was nothing grabbing me and like i can't even tell you a favorite scene i had in this film uh one scene just was the same as the next scene which bled into the next scene like there's i mean i don't think it's that bad i i think um i mean it's not x versus sever (laughs) no i mean which which points at itself and says Look at me. I think some Look of the, at how bad I am. I think some of the action is a bit repetitive. I think there's a couple like little parts that stand out. The part where he backs the car out through the parking garage and the guy falls down onto the train tracks is kind of a bit fun. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. The parts where he's like slashing the guys with the swords is kind of fun to me. But nothing is like, yeah, this is great. I got to watch this again. Make sure I see this again kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's a lot of talking. There's not, a lot of talk. Not a lot of action. Oh, there's like just because there's so much bullshit about all the CIA stuff, and then yeah. he's in trouble with the his you know the FBI because he keeps investigating the guy he's not supposed to. And here's you know. a question: Are you recommending this movie to anybody? Like, no, are you saying no. Like, I mean, other than maybe you grew up in a certain era watching these action movies, what, what but I then mean, in that case, you've probably seen it already. What I mean is like, at the end of the day, are you being like, are we maybe we should have this like this list even if it's not our like our ratings list it's our like you have to see this movie no there's like there's no reason you have to like see i would say out for, out for justice if you're gonna watch one seagal watch out for Justice. yeah yeah so what i would say is like if we want to make that list i'm putting out for justice on this like must see action movie list that's there right I'm even. Mm-hmm. I'm putting like tons of movies I don't like that much. <laughs> I'm putting fucking Cobra on that list. Like yeah. that, the co- you have. If you want to watch like like every action, great action movie out there, Cobra's on that list. For Justice is on that list. Like Commando is on that list. Is this movie going on on that like diehard see action movie list? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. No, no, not even close. No, I think we've already talked about it. <laughs> Out for Justice is a a better version of this or, movie. Or even Under Siege. Under Siege is slick, much more well-made. Um, or executive, not my favorite executive decision. Executive decision because he dies. It, he dies in like the first 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Under Siege is, is a, obviously a much better made movie than the same director, but uh, just, oh. a, just more competently made movie. Better executed better actors this plot makes more sense yeah i, I mean that's it I, w- I wouldn't you know if you're if you're uh, up at 3 a.m and this is on cable sure watch it <laughs> or don't yeah i mean i guess it's a jerk off and cry to your pillow a movie you could watch in the background it, it you know i understand why you were on your phone because it doesn't really keep your attention yeah like i i don't say that in like a in a i mean we're <laughs> Let's be honest. People are on their phone all the time. I'm on my phone at different times during different movies. But like no no time have I ever been so aware of how much I was on my phone in all of the movies that we've ever watched with this as as with this movie, which just shows me to how generic and bland it was. Like it, it, I didn't under the plot is so fucking convoluted. Mm-hmm. I don't understand who the what the moving pieces are. Um, I do, and it's not particularly compelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's it, not that great. Uh, I do like that actor. That was his like former CIA buddy. He does a good job. Yeah, what else is he in? Chelsea Ross. He's in lots of stuff. He was the, I believe, he's the senator in the Last Boy Scout that Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, totally. Oh, hits. yeah, yeah. He's so, great in the yeah. Last Boy Scout. If that's him, like he, I think th- he was even in Major League, maybe if I'm remembering right. But uh, oh yeah, he he's, is. He's in lots of stuff. So. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's rate this thing. Uh, I'm curious how this ends up. I haven't seen where it goes, so I'm gonna go first. Uh, I gave this movie a reaction of a two overall. It's got a two point two. Um, it's got twos all across the board except for pacing. It's a pretty quick movie. At least it goes through fast. It's the only saving grace. I gave it. I gave it the James bump. Because it's like an hour and a half movie. 
Man, I don't know. I, th- I thought it seemed longer than an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, it seemed pretty long. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Want me to lower my rating, guys? Uh, sure. It's up to you. Okay, I'm not doing that. Um, so my reaction, five, pretty middle of the road. Overall, 4.2. Yeah, and my reaction is also a five, and my overall score was a 4.4. Well, this places it uh, in a tie, uh, 108 with White House down. At an overall score of 3.6. Yeah. Man, White House down was pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was bad. I got my vote. I'm going first, and I'm going to say White House down, thumbs up. (laughs) Compared to this. White House down, I watched the entire movie. Sure. Is it great? No. It's it's faster moving. Uh... I like the the set pieces and the action bits better. At least they try to be fun uh, and a little self aware. Uh, it's just a, I think it's just a funner movie. At the end of the day, uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, begrudge you that choice. I, I I would probably watch this again before I would watch White House Down. Um, yeah, I would say above the law go before White House Down. All right, well, I'm outvoted. So we have a new number 108. <laughs> it's way down there. Right behind Waterworld. Right behind Waterworld. Oh, Waterworld's definitely a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Waterworld needs to go out. Yeah, Man, hate, yeah, right. I fucking hate Waterworld. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, this movie is worse than Waterworld, though, I have to say. <laughs> I'll take it. Because I remember <laughs> what happens in Waterworld. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so next, we're finally going to do No it. one asked you yet. We're going to tackle... <laughs> ah, no one asked you. We're going to do the movie. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to Action Action. So what is it? Uh, Tell me, Dustin. We're going to do Heat. Heat. Holy God. Why? Why are we doing Heat? Well, there's a few reasons. It doesn't classify as an action you, movie. You did a poll, and uh, whether it was an action movie or not, on uh, yeah. on our Instagram. I think and it was... And it was roundly voted no that it's not an action movie yeah which i'm pretty sure i agree with but den of thieves is on this fucking list and there's no way that den of thieves should be allowed to be on this list and not heat so we're okay. gonna do heat and we're gonna see where it lands maybe it'll be on the list maybe it won't we'll, we'll, we'll decide that next week this is a little unfair you're picking one of my favorite movies of all time <laughs> It's heat. time. It's time to discuss uh, heat. I mean, there's you know a lot of people think it is an action movie, so we'll get into it. Right. How long is it? It's good. It's good. Three hours. It's fuck. It's almost, yeah. It's like two and a half hours. I'm gonna have Put to some do time like aside. two parter. God damn heat. Yeah. Well, there you go. I have so many thoughts already. Already. I'm so excited to watch this fucking movie. So. um who is that that was talking on Instagram? Is that your cousin? Uh, yeah, my cousin. Yeah, he invited me over to your, his house. Yeah, he thought he was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going over there. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll all go over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we should go record at your cousin's house. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wants us over, eh? <laughs> yeah, he invited He does, invited all of us. Does he want to make his dinner? Oh, probably. I assume if he's any kind of host. <laughs> yeah, right on. We need another guest. So, heat. Wrap it up, man. Do your thing. Unless you got more to talk about. Unless you want to bring up more plots about... You guys want to talk about cops? He thinks he's 
above the law. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We, uh, we it means the world to us. Uh, please check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, actionactionpodcast.com. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Guys, guys.